morning or good evening, and welcome to the American Age Podcast. Today, I am talking to Seth Rodney, who before I even let him say hello, I'm going to say thanks because Seth uh, literally like got out of surgery like 10 minutes ago uh, and, is, <laughs> and is soldiering on uh, um, and uh, meeting me to do the podcast today. So it's, uh, it's very much appreciated. Seth, yeah. how are you feeling? Um, I'm okay. I mean, I'm, I'm recovering. I, I had a little, a small, I, it is actually a small procedure done on my neck. Um, it took less than an hour, and the doctor and his team at Mount Sinai were really uh, attentive and caring and good, and so I'm grateful for that. And I took a nap, and so I think I, I'm not ready to run a marathon, but I, can, I think I can do this. Be ready to watch one. <laughs> I think I can do this. I think I think we're, we're, we're Houston. We're good to go. All right. So today we're going to talk uh, about something that is a little bit closer to contemporary news. We don't always do that, but uh, Michelle Wolf's um, bit at the correspondence dinner, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so. It, Man, there's a lot of hand wringing around mm. it. I mean, I God you couldn't damn. You, you couldn't scroll through a Twitter, Facebook, or whatever feed and uh, not see some opinion, some hypoplexy around the performance. Um, Seth, you want to lead us in? And yeah, I have a lot to say about this, but I want to start with some of the actual lines from uh, Michelle Wolf's, okay. um, uh, I guess monologue is the way to say it. Um, yeah, her bit. Her bit, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it, God, it was so much more than that. It was, it was a critique. It was a, it was a full-on, uh, uh, robust, muscular, just takedown of... Of not only figures in the administration, but the the essentially the um, journalist handlers who facilitate their their power. Um, so here's some of the good lines, the ones that I really I like. I, I like honestly. A couple of years ago, I read the transcript to that um, White House correspondence dinner, and I thought, oh. I was, you mean the, Colbert, the the famous Colbert one? No, I mean I, no. although I did I did see that I I mm. saw that on YouTube, and I didn't think it was that funny. I I did think it was biting, and I think he was right, but I didn't think it was that funny. It just didn't make me laugh. And then the mm-hmm. the next one um, there was an, and I really I I apologize for saying it this way, but there was an Indian guy. I don't remember his name. I think he mm-hmm. was from the Daily Show who mm-hmm. um, had a bit that was good, and the, the ending part was just just brilliant, just mm-hmm. right on. Um, but I didn't, I didn't laugh much. This one, I, I honestly, reading the transcript, I laughed out loud. So here's a couple that I think, a couple of lines uh, that worked. So this is at the top of her, no, near the top of her... Um, um, her presentation, and she says, of course Trump is in here. If you haven't noticed, he's not here. And I know, I know, I would drag him here myself, but it turns out the president of the United States is the <laughs> one pussy you're not allowed to grab. So, <laughs> so that's good. Like, it's good. Yeah, it's Come really on. Funny. That's just, that, that's just, that's just funny. 
Um, um, I like the bits where she says, where she gets um, akin to a call in response with the audience when she says, I'm going to say Trump is so broke. And you guys say, how broke is he? All right. And mm-hmm. he's like, Trump mm-hmm. is a broke audience. How broke is he? He had to fly failed business class. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's good. That's okay. Um, and then when she gets into, and this is where she got the most flack, right? She this gets is the Sarah into, Sanders stuff. Yes. Into critiquing. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and I'm just gonna read. It's it's actually quite uh, brief. Uh, uh, it's like it's like a surgeon's incision, isn't it? It's just like just enough to get in and get the the thing out. Um, of course, we have Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I'm quoting. We gra- we're graced with Sarah's presence tonight. I have to say, I'm a little starstruck. I love you as Aunt Lydia in The Handmaid's Tale. Ooh. Mike Pence, if you haven't seen it, you would love it. <laughs> now that's that's just right on. Come on. Every time Sarah steps up to the podium, I get excited because I'm not really sure what you're going to get. You know, a press briefing, a bunch of lies or divided into softball teams. It's shirts and skins this time. And don't be such a little bitch, Jim Acosta. I really actually like Sarah. I think she's very resourceful. She burns facts and then she uses the ash to create the perfect smoky eye. Like, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's the lies. It's, it, it's probably lies. I'm never really sure what to call Sarah Huckabee Sanders. You know, is it Sarah Sanders? Is it Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Is it Cousin Huckabee? Is it Aunt Auntie Huckabee Sanders? Like, what's Uncle Tom but for white women who disappoint other white women? Oh, I know. And cult, Aunt Coulter. <laughs> now, come on. That's comedy gold. God damn it. Uh. So here's so here's my uh, my feeling uh, on the the whole thing. So mm-hmm. my uh, I think it it was it, it was mean, and I think that that's fine. Right. I, I think I, I I very much believe I think that comedians have a nearly sacred responsibility in in a polity, and that is to remind us of. The performance that's yes. always underway. We were kind of talking about performances yes. earlier a little bit. Yes, um, yes. And and y- you know the 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 I didn't read Maggie Habermas's. Uh, is Haber, that right? Haber, no, Haberman. Haberman. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I didn't. I, I I looked at the Twitter exchange, but I didn't read uh, her article. I did read the one in CNN. I forget who wrote it, uh, where they were uh, Kaliza. I think Chris Kaliza or something oh. like that. God, he's such a disappointment. There's nothing yeah. that Chris Kalisa says that is worth listening to. Honestly. So well, I, I, te- I, 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 I think you're probably right. After reading this, uh, he was just going on about how the abortion thing wasn't funny. Where, like, you know, right. if you're gonna, if you, if you, you know, don't knock it till you try it, and you've really got to knock it if you go, if you do it, like yeah, you yeah. got to get in there and yeah, get that baby a, out. Yeah, it wasn't a great uh, joke. It was not. Well, no. well. Yeah, and he was he was a you know who jokes about abortion like that so you know if you if there is anything that is off limits about a joke then everything is off limits about right. a joke right like no one fucking thinks that like 
going in with surgical tools to remove a fetus is actually funny on its face. Of course it's not funny. Of course it's not. Just like Richard Pryor's routines about racism in the 1970s in America, of course racism is actually not funny, right? These things are not actually funny. They are funny in the context of a joke that lets you blow off steam over the absurdity and your own powerlessness Mm -hmm. in the face of that absurdity. Precisely. And so I don't, you know, this, oh, she made fun of, you know, uh, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders looks, which she didn't, but you know, let's let's say that she did make fun of her looks. Okay, so to, uh, I, I just want to quickly say, Travis, don't forget what you're going to say. But her tweet says that press sec- that at press secretary, and she'll see like at her, right? So she uh-huh, she calls attention right. to this, uh, calls attention to the tweet, uh, 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 calls her specific attention to it. Says mm-hmm. she said and absorbed intense criticism of her physical appearance, her job performance and so forth instead of walking out on national television was impressive. I'm like, please. I, I actually responded to her and said, as a colleague in the media, your comments and overall unwillingness to call things by their right names is deeply disappointing. You are representative of the ways we fail to have integrity. Uh, so, so for the jugular, yeah, mm, I, mm. I, I, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think it takes courage to sit there and, I mean, exactly. this is your job as a public figure. I exactly. mean, you are, you have to be constant. I mean, the, you know, former president of Obama stood on the floor of the, the Senate, the joint session of Congress and was called a liar. Right. And, you know, he didn't like leave offended, right. you know, it didn't like, like, oh my, or something like with Southern Bell or right. something. You know, yeah. I just. He went on with it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I do understand that those, I do understand that the, the criticism can be biting. It can be difficult to sit through. I get that. Um, I do think that. You know, we probably uh, need to have some guardrails up around what we can criticize publicly. But I don't feel like those apply to public figures. That's their entire job is to stand up in front of the culture, to stand up in front of the society Mm -hmm. and direct and absorb the uh, the hopes and criticisms of the people that they're standing in front of. So I, I really, I was actually a little bit taken aback by the, the criticism that Wolf got. And I wondered, um, and you know, we didn't really have enough time to prepare it, but I would have liked to have gone back and looked at some of the other White House correspondents' performances because I remember some of those being pretty damn biting and yeah, and yeah. pretty rough. Yeah. And I'm not sure. I mean, it's essentially a roast. I mean, and I've definitely heard plenty of roasts mm-hmm. that are that are uh, really cutting and um, seemingly mean spirited. Mm-hmm. But I wondered if the fact that she was a woman um, pricked people a little bit more. Like they, you know, really it made them uncomfortable that. Um, there was a woman up in front of them, uh, taking them down, um, so aggressively. Yeah. I, I, I think that uh, it works on both sides, actually. I think that there was a woman doing it actually, um, pricked people or made people 
respond in ways that are unconscious. And the fact that a, another woman was at the uh, receiving end sure, um, yeah. uh, made people respond in ways that are kind of unconsciously chivalrous. Like, well, women shouldn't be subject to this. You know, men, we can take it, blah, 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 rough and tumble, uh, warrior king, blah, blah, blah. Like, but women, oh, you know, you should be gentle. Like, and like whatever. <laughs> There's some leftover ridiculous sexist attitudes around that, that actually play out in ways that we cannot predict. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I think, I think that, th- that phenomenon shows up here. Um, I also think that, and a lot of people have said this, <clears throat> and, I, and I haven't had the time to really digest it to make, to make a judgment of my own as to whether or not this is a valid position, but... Um, a lot of people have said it's about access, that people in the media are getting all exercised about this because they're worried about losing access and they feel like they need to performatively genuflect in the direction of uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, i.e. Auntie Coulter, to, <laughs> um, <clears throat> to maintain that access. And there's very likely something to that. Uh, I just, I don't, swim in those pools so uh i'm not i i I don't i just don't i just don't feel that i have enough um uh, of a sense of of how that works but yeah quite a few people have said yeah and the the one that i find um the the other criticism i thought i I'm somewhat taken aback by again um, that anyone on and this isn't a uh, there are plenty of there are lots of criticism coming from the left too but uh, we we can come to those but I, I'm just specifically talking about what would you know, typically be called the right I am I really just flummoxed I guess is the word that anyone could on the right that is a a commentator on the right or a critic on the right could criticize another social figure for being inappropriate when they so unapologetically back a president who shatters like shatters is the wrong word shits on the social norms of the presidency shits on them. He doesn't yeah. shatter them. It's not, it's not sh- shattering them is too complimentary. It's yeah, too yeah. like, it's too like, Oh, we shattered the ceiling or it's yeah. a breath of fresh air. No, he's just taking a dump on them. Yeah. Like that's what he's doing. He doesn't care. Yeah. It's not to liberate anything. Right. And, and I, I, how, how are you, th- I just, uh, I don't know. Like I'm, like I, I said, I was flummoxed. I literally am flummoxed. I don't, I don't even know how to begin to ask that question. Yeah. I mean, maybe they do some kind of dance where, in private, they criticize uh, the president's conduct, and in public, they don't feel like they can. And so, but in you know, Wolf is like on the other side or, I mean, she went to town on people for the, on, on the media as well. She had mm-hmm. plenty of funny lines about Rachel Maddow. And mm-hmm. she had that line about her, like going to target where you mm-hmm. like, she just takes forever to get to her point yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And so yeah. like, She's it was right. just, 
it was funny, uh, like sort of biting criticism. Uh, and why is it something, I mean, not even why I shouldn't be so, I shouldn't be so, um, oh me, oh my about it. I, I really, to me, what I think it reveals is how utterly Victorian we have become in the 21st century in the United States, that we are so easily and um, performatively offended by people's speech and far less so by people's actions or their ineptitudes. Yeah, but I, I actually <clears throat> tweeted out something that Neil deGrasse Tyson had said. He said, how do we get to this place where we're more offended by what someone with no power says? Mm, I saw this, yeah. Yeah, more in, opposite, in comparison to what someone with real power does. Uh, I, I agree. I just... And and here's that's yeah Neil deGrasse Tyson actually said quote when did it become okay to be more offended by what someone with no power says than by what someone with power does um, very very potent and and timely and just so and just to follow up on the thing that you had alluded to earlier. Um, other White, White House correspondent dinners had f- featured comedians who had said something while, while both um, Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton were on the dais, uh, had said something about a stain on Monica Lewinsky's dress. I think that was mm-hmm. Don Imus. Um, mm-hmm. Rush Limbaugh had called Chelsea Clinton the White House dog when she was 12 years old. Uh, yeah, yeah, just <clears throat> out of bounds shit. And now people are getting all Victorian and fussy about um, essentially a woman saying, telling the truth. Oh, and she has another great line, which I don't want to leave out. She talks, she talks about Megyn Kelly. She says, Megyn Kelly got paid $23 million <laughs> by NBC. Yeah. And NBC didn't want to, didn't let Megyn go to the Winter Olympics. Why not? She's so white, cold, and expensive, she might as well be the Winter Olympics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, um, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, I, I just think that these things are, are really timely and right into the point. And here's the thing. Part of what she ended the, her bit by saying... The and, Flint, Michigan thing. Exactly. Yeah. I think that she's and and after calling out all the correspondents in the room for being complicit with the rise of Trump and and for me that is the most biting and insightful part of her uh, 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 presentation and and Les Moonves I think I've said this to you before on this podcast that Les Moonves of CBS I think he's the the chairman of the board or the president or CEO, I forget which one. But he said it actually during the 2016 campaign when Trump was just sort of getting gaining traction. He said, Trump is bad for the U.S., but he's great for us. Like there's a way, there's mm-hmm. a very kind of money over social policy, over the good of the country, as long as we can like 
get him on air and get him saying ridiculous things and get people responding to him, people will tune in. Kind of... It's not... People always use the word cynicism. It's not cynicism. It's a kind of disregard for what happens to the rest of us. Um, uh, and Les Moonves and... Um, is is Zucker? Uh, is it Jeffrey Zucker who's um, run mm-hmm. CNN? Yes, it is. Yeah, um, they're just they're what's what's a good word for them? They are rapacious. They are amoral. They don't give a shit about us. They don't give a shit about what happens to so, the politics. So yeah, so I probably wouldn't go because I don't know enough about them to to go quite that far. Mm. Uh, you might be right; they might be amoral. Um, I do think. I mean, I think what we're rubbing up against, though, is one of the problems of democracy, and one, it's a well-known problem. I mean, certainly the the founding fathers were aware that it would be. Um, uh, one of the pitfalls and dangers of democracy, the Greeks knew that it, you know that, that the fact that it can sort of curdle to tyranny. That mm. that if you if you don't have an invested, educated, principled citizenry, uh, you can get into some pretty serious trouble. Right, but what we're saying too at the same time, right? I think the what undergirds our conversation. And most of our conversations is the notion that most of legacy media is failing to take that consideration seriously. They yeah, don't. They don't I, I realize. Think, yeah, I ahead. don't just think legacy media. I think new media too. I mean, Facebook. How are they stepping up? How? I mean, I agree. Google. I mean, Twitter seems to be a little bit more but it's, kind of. Oh, but it's on super point contentious. It. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but you're right. Yeah, yeah. But I don't uh, know what to call it. I don't want to call it mainstream media because that sounds stupid. Yeah. Um, I, legacy and new media. I don't know. You know. For me, honestly, I think it's elites. I think I don't think we take. I think, and I would lump us. I mean, maybe not you and I, because we're not. You know, we're not tenured college professors. But, um, but I think elites have are not pulling their own weight when it comes to. Yeah, I mean, you think that we just ended up after like five thousand years of social history and just some democracy, like it was just like that. Like it just this is sort of the natural tra- trajectory of of uh, human cooperation in human society. Fuck no, there were all kinds of wars and atrocities and slavery and I mean, like it took a lot of heavy lifting to get to this perch and. I really feel like elites in general, whether they be media elites, whether they be liberal elites, whether they be conservative elites, I think we, all of us, who get to partake in the bounty of that social evolution, have abdicated our responsibility to maintain it. Yeah, and here's the thing that actually puts flesh on those bones. And one of the... and it's one of the responses to Wolf's um, mm-hmm. Wolf's roast that most annoyed me. And when I'm Face the Nation, uh, I got mm. there through some news portal. But Face okay. the Nation, which was uh, which is uh, uh, hosted by Margaret Brennan, had on 
David Nakamura, Susan Page, Jamel Bowie, and Jonah Goldberg, who write for various publications. I think uh, Jamel is at Slate, and David is at um, Washington Post, and I think Susan Page is for... Anyway, they're all long-time seasoned journalists. And uh, Margaret asked them the question... I, I almost can't get the words out. I'm so annoyed at this damn question. But she posed this to this room of professional journalists on Face the Nation uh, on April 29th. So essentially you have Trump running this counter-programming um, rally in Michigan, I think, uh, at the same time as the White House Correspondents' Dinner. And he's saying, press is the enemy. They hate, they hate you. They're trying to um, stymie me. They're the enemy of the American people, la, la, la. You know, stuff that he mm-hmm. said before. Mm-hmm. And she, Margaret Brennan poses, poses the question to Susan Page. So at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, when you have someone leveling this kind of criticism that is so harsh at the spokesperson for that administration, do you think that that aids the narrative that, that, that Trump is putting out? I'm like, what in the world? What, what? Like, first of all, that you as a, as a thinking bipedal human being would not <laughs> question the premise of that query is is really just disappointing to me you're saying basically brennan is saying so isn't what michelle wolf bringing to the white house correspondence dinner mm-hmm. feeding into this other narrative about um, media mm-hmm. being elite and out of touch and basically against the interests of the common person. And I just feel like this is some bullshit. No, media is not supposed to just walk lockstep with um, whoever the common person is supposed to be. They're supposed to call out those in power. They're mm-hmm. supposed to, if from what I understand of the of the, the, the obligations and responsibilities of a free press and a democracy, they're supposed to make the people in power afraid. Absolutely. They're supposed to check them. They're supposed to not worry about the narrative that they're uh, uh, flogging about whatever. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what the narrative is. What matters is you speak right. truth to power and you make them afraid of lying. And we have what we have now is a press that basically has been just fucking complicit in yeah. a lot of what Sarah Huckabee Sanders has done in terms of uh, uh, shaping public discourse around this administration. And I, and and somebody needed to say it. God damn it. Uh, yeah, obviously, I completely agree with uh, just about everything you said. And uh and I think, you know, that one of the reasons that people are so up in arms about Wolf's uh, stand-up routine is because it it struck a nerve, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the emperor has no clothes, you know, I, all the rest of that, the elephant in the room, et cetera, whatever cliche you want to throw at it. Mm-hmm. And, he uh, said, and she said he helped sell, sell your papers and your books and your TV. You helped yeah. create this monster, and now you're profiting off him. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and, and of course they did. And of course we did. I mean, and and the, yeah, I mean, it's really, it's just the tip of the, I mean, this bit and, and why it's, 
it caused this kind of reaction. Really, and a lot of the things that you've brought up in the conversation really is just the tip of the iceberg. And, um, you know, we're, we're kind of our time's winding down, but um, it's it's those kind of engagements uh, and consequences that are precisely why we started the American Age, but also on a day like this make me feel uh, not exactly hopeful. Like, mm. it just... the. It's rotten, man. Like right down to the core. Like they, mm-hmm. they, and I don't, I don't. I don't mean that the people are rotten, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know that Trump. I mean, I don't. I, I can't imagine that I. I would like Trump very much, but I don't know him. I mean, for all I know, he could be just a super savvy showman. I. I doubt that, but, but, I don't know any of these people. Mm-hmm. But I do know a circle jerk when I see it. Yeah. And, and, and it's just a big circle jerk. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the institutions that are currently in place have no direction. And, and, that, is their, and that is their purpose. They should be principled-driven institutions. I don't necessarily need Google or Amazon to want to keep the world green. But I do fucking expect my government to to be looking out for, uh, and I do expect, uh, you know, the fifth column. I do expect the the journalists should do the same. I mean, that is a sacred responsibility. You are responsible to the citizens that you sit in front of, and uh, I I've, I just I feel like uh, no one's really captaining that ship. Yeah, I think it's going to be <clears throat> particularly difficult in that. Um, with new media platforms, we have them not being regulated. Um, yeah. and, and the argument has been made, and, I, and, I, and I'm coming around to it, that Facebook and Twitter should be regulated like social ut- uh, uh, public utilities because yeah. they, they, they frankly are. Um, yeah, we are in trouble. And yeah. <laughs> I, every time I tune in to major news sources... Um, whatever platform, new, uh, new or legacy, I find myself frequently, perhaps too frequently, disappointed at the level of comprehension and understanding, and frankly, um, the the gaze. Right, the gaze seems to be too much on the self. Like, what is this? How does this? What? How does this work for my career? How does this work for my yeah. brand? As opposed to looking out at the 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 some notion of the the civic space and and yeah. thinking well how do we how does it, how do we make a space where people can come together I'm always interested in that because I think that we are actually better together than we are separate and alone um, and with that um, I want to give you the last word and say where do we go and ask you um, what what would you like the next year's White House Correspondents' Dinner to look like? Uh, I don't know. Maybe invite Michelle Wolf back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um, love it. I so, love it. Yes. Uh, I yes. Thought, I thought she was pretty damn funny. So. Yes. Bring the heat. Yes. And bring the light. Amen. So, all right, my friend. Uh, thank you for joining me today. And uh, I look forward to talking to you soon. Yes, indeed. Okay. Take care.